Hello and welcome to the Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. I'm your host, Desi Robinson, and on this episode and future others, you may hear me say off the wall artist podcast or some variation. So to not get sued in the near future, I retitled the podcast. So sit back and relax and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you. That's the whole point of this podcast is um, go from, I would say, the top, which would be the educational system with artists within the system. But today on this episode and going forward, we're going to have we're going to have start having student um, student artists or artists who are trying to get within this atmosphere of the art community. And on this episode, we have Isai de Los Angeles. Uh, welcome on this episode. Coming on this episode. Man. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thank you for having me. Um, so I think I'll just start right off and say, um, how did you get into art? Um, was it um, your parents or was it just uh, your surroundings and your community? Um, what kind of inspired me really from the beginning was my older sister. Um, she was an art student for a brief while. Um, I think we got it mostly from my mother's side. Well, my mom, in fact. Um, when she was growing up um, in Mexico, she painted ceramic pieces. Um, she did glazing and stuff. Um, you know, now she's really involved, you know, doing art as a more like a career side where it's more hands-on, like barbershops, beauty salons, nail salons. You know, she does all of that right now. So she still has that artistic side to her. Okay. Um, so it was always like inlaid in the family, like it was always there? Yeah, it was always there, even with my, my younger siblings, my brother and my little sister, you know, they're really um, focusing and trying to get into the art field as well. Yeah, um, in the last episode with uh, Ms. Stag, um, we was um, talking about art and education. Um, did your mom encourage you to um, further your education with art? My education in art started pretty much in high school, okay. you know, trying to get really get serious. Um, my parents noticed that I really liked creating art um, using different medias. Um, they never really pushed me towards anything specific. Mm -hmm. They just kind of guided me and, like, told me what to do, you know. Basically, what my parents told me was, you know, just follow whatever you want to do, you know, just do something you'd want to wake up and be happy about, not just, you know, don't worry about, you know, trying to get, like, a really high education and try to get, like, the biggest... Um, paying job you can get, you know, just do something you enjoy and something you'll want to continue doing for the rest of your life. Okay, um, I know you, you mentioned your mom and your um, your older sister. What about your pops? My my dad is really supportive. He, um, you know, he's never like told us to do anything other than just be happy and be ourselves. So, I mean, and then like coming into college and higher education, it it got kind of expensive. Yeah. Um, luckily, my parents kind of established their own family business and my dad has been very supportive and every, anything I've pretty much needed that I can't pay for myself he's willing to pay for it to help me advance and you know broaden my whatever I do so he's not an artist himself no my dad isn't an artist um he's more you know he's like a laborer in Mexico he would just take any job he could um to support himself his family you know and that's kind of what he's doing now too 
Okay. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and I felt it was kind of wrong asking, I hate to say it, a, ca- a Caucasian woman this. Now, you see, we're starting to see a lot more Latinx um, art shows coming up, and, and this, I think that's more important now more than ever to show young men and women in the community that there is a platform for them. Do you think there's not enough or there should be more going forward as a Latin artist yourself? Um, I'd say there should definitely be more. Um, I think it's very exclusive to the community you're in. Um, I feel like because we're more in the South Bay, more here south of Los Angeles, um, it's bigger here because we're trying to make a difference here. Um, But when you go up north, there isn't much. You know, those who make it out and, like, are able to get a show in the white-based community or something like that, you know, props to them. But it's hard to get in there, you know. So we have to start here where we're kind of welcome. And, you know, but I feel like um, those who are kind of labeled as uh, Latin artists are kind of, like, pushed to create Latin art. Or, you know, um, once they get labeled as Latin artists, it's kind of like, what they're known for so I mean I I would say um, yeah it's definitely needed more here um, and outside of South Los Angeles you know more into downtown more into North Hollywood um, having art shows where in communities where it's predominantly white I think that'd be super beneficial to the Latin community I know we're not I know we're not at that level where we need we don't feel that pressure but um, I already have my aunt like you're a black artist already you should like start focusing on that but like I was telling on the previous episode I'm not influenced by African American art or African art um, artists and I like to go my own path um, do you feel that uh, not the same way but do, do you maybe feel the same way like I'm not influenced or maybe I'm influenced in some way yeah no definitely um, I'd say I'm not completely influenced by Latin art you know I appreciate it you know yeah. I I see, um, you know, everything beneficial that comes from it and all the creativity and the talent that's in it. um, And I admire it, but it's not really what influences me to create my work, you know, just like you. I kind of try to go my own path and create something unique, which I think is very necessary now that art is becoming, like, really big. You got to do something different, you know, and you got to become better. Um, But, yeah, like, Latin art isn't really what I look at to get influenced by or to as sources to what I'm going to create. I just kind of go my own way and create what I want to create. What does inspire you um, to actually create? Right now, what inspires me is really pop culture. Um, You know, everything that's kind of like contemporary in society. More like what I like to paint right now is like horror movie scenes and like car culture, you know, stuff like that. You know, like I'm kind of like a I went to a high school in, like, the Melrose Fairfax district, so a lot of what I'm known to is, like, Supreme and, like, high-end brands, you know, like, I got the Beverly Center, so I hung out with people that, you know, had the opportunity to, like, buy all this stuff, and I, I, di- I came from South, South Central, so I didn't have that luxury, but I want to create content that people want to see, people want to buy, people want to be interested in, and pop culture really I feel like um, gravitates towards pe- a lot of people not just it's not it doesn't like lean towards a certain group of people it's not specific 
to a group of people so I kind of want to broaden that and I feel like pop culture you know uh, movies are really big right now music you know um, you know stuff like that uh, that's what influences me right now okay because I know for myself um, I know we talked numerous times mainly comic books video games that nerd culture inspires me to create my stuff uh, mainly science fiction with the way how I um, do my colors and how I move a twist and everything make it look like it's a space um, like like an outer space galaxy um, piece or um, the punk culture where I'm not trying to conform to anything else knowing that I grew up with um, I'm, I'm gonna date myself I grew up through the 90s with um, gangster rap I grew up through the grunge era and I grew up so I know each genre so looking at everything I'm like I don't want to com combine my art sensibilities with that um, so for you, you I know you're combining both so do you feel artists should maybe like incorporate what they know um, incorporate what they know with their artistic sensibilities just uh, instead of just separating them the two yeah I think what artists I feel like what I myself have to do outside of school and what many people who want to become artists right now have to do is kind of keep up with what's um, contemporary right now and like to me pop culture is basically what I surround myself with you know I also growing up you know I was all in like I mean even now but like more growing up you know like comics and like um grunge and you know like punk yeah. I mean I was influenced by that too but because I didn't I wasn't raised in it it's yeah. kind of like just a, a stage in my life that I kind of just you know it's just there yeah um, but it doesn't necessarily completely influence my work you know I try to keep my work as current as possible but I do let everything I come across influence it so I kind of gather everything I know and try to Put it all together instead of keeping everything separate okay um is there any other outside mediums that um, may, may inspire you that's um that necessarily sticks into this nerd culture like maybe on um, politics um feminism or anything outside the um, what you're probably not known for um well to be completely honest um i used to be a very political person in high school um Right now, politics isn't something I really look into. It's not something that really affects my work. No. Um, I really like the work that's you know social, political, and economically um, create like artwork that's created around um, social, economical, and political factors and stuff. Um, but I try to not lean towards that mostly because I kind of just feel like the way. Um, this country is run or the way people are viewed um, it's pretty much what we're seeing in the news right now yeah it's 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 something that's current and you kind of I just kind of just let it flow you know because I take everything around me and I kind of create my own thing you know you can always make art that's political yeah. um, but you'll make art that's kind of about you or who you identify yourself as um, but I don't really lean towards that, you know. I just kind of do my own thing. I, you know, I like to make weird shit. You know, I, I like to 
You can curse. Uh, I just wanted, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the first episode, I, I, I was polite, uh, going for we can um, anyone who feels uncomfortable, you can just skip ahead to where I'm talking now. But there will be cursing going forward. so yeah like i mean i like doing weird stuff and like i kind of want to create stuff that people like look at and just ask themselves like what the hell is that or like you know because a lot of art right now that's current is political right because that's like a super like it's super influential to the generations coming so i kind of want to create art to kind of give a break from that to kind of you know ease your eye a little bit and like just have art as art instead of having something that That's creates a, a base for like it. Like a yeah. political tone where we see a lot more artists, um, I think more more now than ever, we see a lot more artists taking a more political stance, feeling that it's their duty to speak for everyone where I 100% agree, but not everyone, I feel not everyone wants to be soaked up into it because it can have a negative effect to them and it's like not everyone is a, what we, this has been a drove home to us here on, on campus not everyone is going to be a successful artist and not everyone's going to make money as soon as they graduate so i think there's um ways to go about being political and also speaking your voice but staying true to yourself Right, yeah, definitely. And, like, I'm not trying to say I'm not, like, I don't care about politics, yeah. I don't care about what's current, you know? That that influences my art, too, but it's not what I want to portray in my art. It's not what I want to want people to view me as a, as a political artist or label my painting as political art, you know, or something like that. You know, but I definitely think it's, you know, thanks to those who make political art and make everyone aware of what's going on, you know? But that's just not something I really want to do or want to focus on. Okay. Um, we get off politics a little bit because yeah, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we keep on going. Yeah, on that's kind of everywhere right now. I know because <laughs> I try to make sure this and my other podcast we try to stay away from politics because we always figure every time we talk about something, if it's video games, which we may, we're going to talk about in a little bit video games or movies it always steers right back into it mm-hmm. and that is annoying where you realize no matter what you're talking about it always steers right back into the conversation um but on the topic of the video games i was uh, on the previous episode i told her um or my guest that nerd culture is coming into the medium so there's like there's a museum of um, art in San Diego that actually house every cent, um, year when Comic Con comes around. They have our local artists or outside artists create art specifically for the museum that includes Marvel, DC heroes, or just heroes in general. Um, we have artists um, that use comic books as a means or the techniques for it. And we also have video game artists who are stepping into the art world. Do you see? Um, video games, comic books, maybe one day, not the art themselves, but artists themselves, maybe one day being accepted in museums, stuff like that. Yeah, I, th- I feel like art right now, what art is kind of becoming right now, and like what it will become, you know, art can be made by pretty much anything, you know? Um, you go to contemporary art museums, and sometimes you'll be like, what the hell, like, I can make that, you know? Or yeah. like... You know, I, it's it's art is becoming something that's like 
very different. It's not just sticking to painting. It's not just sticking to like canvases and wood panels and sculpture. It's it's becoming much more than that, and it's becoming a lot more a part of one's life yeah. and what they want to represent. You know, a lot of pieces right now come with narratives. They come with the background. They come with introduction and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like nerd culture, you know, comics and movies that that'll definitely be able to um, have a way into the art scene because I mean like you said they have Comic Con you know these conventions that they have I feel like a lot more people are becoming more involved in that they want to see what you know stuff that is new you know and I feel like uh, right now not just in the art world but like in the fashion industry you know in the movie industry and I'm seeing that, um, not to interrupt, I've seen that a lot more and more now. The fashion industry is now coming into the comic book and video game world where you have fashion designers designing clothes for video game characters or just comic book characters. Or in reverse, they're creating clothes that represent a character. So I'm, I'm starting to notice that as well. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, in, in, in the art industry in general, in music, in, you know, movies everything that was popular back in like the 80s and 90s you know it, it's all coming back you know so the art industry and like the music industry it, it all like kind of like brings the new wave that's coming in is kind of bringing in an older wave you know as an influence so I mean I don't know where art is gonna go you know I, I just create my own thing but I definitely feel that art is many artists are influenced by that stuff you know it's i mean even myself I'm, I'm a big dc fan you know so like i like those dark themes you know dc is way darker than marvel in my opinion and nah, not that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, i think so at least i think so but you know i mean even in the comic books you know they use a lot of cooler darker tones and you know at least the ones i read you know yeah so like i, I kind of try to try to incorporate that and you know reference from pop culture horror movies that are big right now and like I kind of use that and like their color palettes to create my work. So, I mean, it, even if it's not shown, I think it's very much influenced by it. Okay. Um, one question I knew I should have asked this um, before. I think I'm gonna ask um, going forward, Devin Suno and maybe Jim. Do you think video games is art? Because right now that is still a debate that's been going on when I was in high school. And till this day, that's still a debate where you'd have people saying, no, they're not art, while artists, some artists is like, depending on the story aspect or the way how the graphics is being shown, I'm not thinking of graphics, I'm thinking of the story aspects, because I've learned writing as I've went along as learning art at the same time, so I'm thinking video games can be an art, like a movie can be art as well. So do you see video games as art? Yeah, hell yeah, I see video games as art, you know? I have a lot of friends who are, like, designers, you know, and they want to be artists, and I'm like, what are you trying to do, like, later? It's like, I'm trying to design video games. I'm like, yo, that's sick, you know? Yeah. I think, I don't know what goes on to create, like, the software side to creating a video game, you know, that's more, it's, I feel like video creating video games is definitely an art practice, but there's also more to it, you know? You, stuff you have to learn about software and computer science and stuff, um, but I feel like, hell yeah, it's, it's, it's an art form, you know, even like movies, you know, like you said, you I mean, they have film festivals, you know, it's like, how, how different is that from like an art opening, you know? So I feel like, like, like I said, art is like taking many 
forms right now, and you can use all types of media to express yourself in art, you know? Okay. Um, I'm going to have to show you a link. I was lucky. And I wasn't able to go to E3 this year, um, this past year, but I have a friend. Um, I don't know if I can talk about this, but I'm still say it anyway, because I always tend to do this. Um, she's working on a game called Beyond Good and Evil 2, and she sh she's doing the music. She's helping doing the, the music for the game. But I'm able, she showed me things like art, um, art direction. She gave me a link um, where they was hiring digital artists um, to actually help build um, propaganda art for the game. So I'm looking at um, designs that's going to be used within the game. And I'm just like, this is what I consider art is just the, the whole gigantic scope of it. And people's like this is not art i'm like look at this landscape this this shot of the of this game can consider art it's like you know we don't know the narrative you know it's just a piece of art propaganda art that spits that spits um that sits in this game and i just feel i think some people just need to maybe just what i did with my ex sit down let me show you how how this game is played Last of Us, Last of Us. That okay, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is a sick that, game. That is a game that I consider art. This is like a movie, and I'm gonna admit, I cry the first mm -hmm. few minutes with the game because that is a powerful way to start a game, and then when you get too further within the game, it is just a, a visually stunning looking game. Besides the the creatures and the monsters within the game, um, I, I can I can keep on talking about comic books. I mean, video games as we go along, but. I want to talk about the art collective since you took over as president um what did you want to do I, one of the things i want to ask what did you want to um this is like fairly recent you took over yeah yeah um so what did you want to like for your own i say style not style i guess i just, I just use the word style because i can't think of another word right now uh what did you want to bring in for your essence like um when you leave the essence of you is still here after you, after you leave for Art Collective. Like, what do you want um, to still linger here? Well, I mean, to be completely honest, I took the this leadership role of being president for the Arts Collective kind of without having a prior leadership role. So it's, it's fairly new to me. So I use the people within the collective to help me brainstorm and to see what they want to create, what they want to do, you know? I feel like the reason of the collective is to like collectively create you know create art and you know do have events that like involve the community um so really i if if nothing lingers around after i i stop becoming president or after someone takes over i, I honestly don't mind you know i'm here currently to you know show people like a good time and what how fun how much fun you can have with the art and how much you can explore within the art field um you know, so I'm kind of just brainstorming of ideas that I, I would really like to do. And, you know, I kind of bring it up with everybody and see, do they want to do it? Do they find it in interesting, you know? So really to me, you know, it's not much of having something linger after me. I just want people to have a good time right now. Okay. I've seen that thinking of the future, just thinking of it right now. Yeah, I mean, definitely I want to set like a... a have like plant like a seed and make it easier for future collective members future presidents you know the future board 
to be able to create their own ideas and have a platform of how to create those ideas, you know, so I can like share what I did, what works, what doesn't work um, to kind of help them navigate through it. But for me, it's kind of just current, you know, what, what we do now. Did you get any advice from the previous um, collective president? Um, I was really good friends with uh, Omar, who was the previous collective president, um, and, and uh, Robert Huerta, who pretty much started the Arts Collective here at um, Dominguez Hills. And, you know, they kind of, like, set a, a good ground as to what, you know, we're pretty much known for here on campus, which is our biannual exhibition. You know, a lot, we have a lot of people. That's a really successful event we have. And we kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's a small event. Um, but we have a really good turnout. So what I kind of want to do is kind of enlarge it, you know, kind of make it bigger. So they set a good ground for that. Um, kind of the extracurricular stuff we do um, is kind of what whatever the collective wants to do. You know, we have a lot of transfer students this semester that come with, like, new ideas. And, like, we just want to see those. We just want to have those ideas come actual like come to life and you know do like hydro dipping and screen printing you know so something to like kind of ease off of the load of work we have um you know and do something fun with the collective so um i i'd say yes they did um you know they did leave like a good um groundwork for that stuff um but you know we, we always just want to grow okay. um i know one of the things we talked about uh, I'm also in the collective if I haven't mentioned it before um, it's an art walk and I had um, the conversation once again with the previous guest and she said it sounds more like a sounds more like a community event more than a like a, like a festival um, and so it was her idea was maybe one of the ideas was like maybe not creating different sections, but like making it brought out all over campus, maybe keeping it in a localized area, which we already do for like biannual events. Uh, maybe just um, in include different students and their skill sets as we go forward. Um, if it comes to fruition, and she did extend her hand um, in helping, which is um, which is cool. Uh, the gallery gallery director extending their hand uh, helping, and maybe as we go forward, maybe the campus president, because we do have to include him because it's technically his campus. Um, do you see this happening before both of us is going off, off campus before we move on? Well, to be honest, I I mean, I think it's possible. Um, there is a lot of like paperwork, you know, reservation that's involved, you know, and that takes time. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's possible to have something a little bit smaller um, I mean, we already have our bi biannual shows, yeah. so what we can do is probably, like, expand from that a little bigger, you know, and then kind of include more departments, you know. Right now, we're talking to, like, the music department and stuff, you know. We have live music on our show, you know. So instead of just having just an art show, you know, make it like a small festival, you know, that we have in one room, and, you know, it'll be a good turnout, and then kind of expand from there. It, it, it'll be hard to get the whole campus involved, Um if something fairly new you know because of costs and you know just having people show up reserving space um will it be able to be done before we graduate honestly i can't say i i'm not i honestly don't know you know there's a lot of people that want to be involved in it and trying to gather like 
a big group of people to kind of plan an event yeah. sometimes kind of there's different stuff that comes up so I mean we can definitely try but I'm not honestly not sure if, if we'll be able to do it in this year okay. um, then I'm going to like the last three questions um, it's more on skill on skill set based um, what, what advice would you give someone who's looking to get into this field that we're in right now? Like, let's say if we was in a mentorship and a student is like, we're, they're being told to do something where it's going to be beneficial for them financially as opposed to it's going to take a, long, a number of years to get to that point where they're going to see any form of income, uh, revenue come in. While we're working towards getting revenue, what would you say to that student or that that young kid or teen who's like don't know if they should further their art career um I'd say start early that's I mean that's what kind of I mean I wish I would have started earlier I started in high school you know I went to Fairfax High School visual arts magnet program and I was introduced to a lot of mediums in, in there you know so I was kind of grateful for that but I kind of knew since middle school that I kind of wanted to do something in art so that's why I went. I chose to go there for high school. But I think early, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like being early exposure is, is what is really important. You know, even if you're not sure, you know, just go out to art galleries, you know, go look at art, you know. And what I feel like is important for me right now is to kind of have art all around me. So just everything I do is view it as art, you yeah. know, and have that influence me. So, what I would suggest, I don't know, is just have that early exposure, um, you know. And it's it's hard to, to decide whether you what you want to do, you know. Some people come into college still undecisive of what they yeah. want to do. Um, and, and, and it's really hard to do that, um, to actually decide before you come to college or, you know, because uh, there's a crap load of different careers you can choose from. But if someone is really interested in art, I'd say, you know, just create, you know, um, early exposure, go to galleries, you know, view a lot of art, you know, view the world around you as art, you know, and if you want to just do paintings, you know, if you want to just do sculptures, um, just look at different artworks that kind of influence you um, and just explore, you know, um, I'm a musician too, you know, so I kind of use that as an art form, you know. Um, to express myself than just paintings so I, I you know I, I'm kind of more like on the creative side and using everything around me to create so um, I don't know and then financially um, luckily I, my parents are very supportive and they own their own business so right now as a family we're in a good standing position um, where we're all kind of comfortably settled here uh, financially um, you know is you know just try to get scholarships you know try to get some grants you can get um, the art industry is a bit expensive when you're starting off yeah. uh, just some stuff just a lot of stuff you have to buy um, but it's it's worth it because everything you buy is not just for now you know you use it in the future you know you use it in everything you do so it's definitely a great investment not just to your school career but your career after so I mean just try to keep keep up and like stay in there you know um, I mean if you have to take out a loan do it and then 
you know, look for those internships to get you that experience while you're in college, you know. Uh, and never be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, never be afraid to ask for help, you know. Like, I'm super close to Devin, so, like, anything comes up I'm not clear of, you know. Like, I, I can ask anyone around me, even, like, the people I know, my friends, you know, here on campus, they'll have opportunities, you know. Just always ask for help, you know. Like, don't feel like... If you're gonna ask for help, like those around you are gonna be like, "Is this guy stupid or something?" It's like, no, man, just just fucking ask. Just because yeah. if you if, just because I've learned if you just sit there being quiet, it's gonna take you longer to be finished as opposed to getting it done. Yeah, hell yeah, definitely. And so it's good to just speak up and ask for help. Yeah, because you're you're not gonna get anywhere in life being quiet and reserved. You're gonna be looked over. For, for that and I've been in situations where I've been looked over for being reserved and quiet and I would say now last semester I've been a lot more vocal and Devin have noticed that I've been a lot more vocal like when he asks do this specific thing I'm like no I don't want to do that I want to do this like once I get across that bridge of getting my MFA then I'll know the stick where you want me to stay at which where I, um, I'm at now where I want to branch off of skateboards. And he's like, no, if you're going to go for your MFA and they're going to look at your body of work, which here's an, this is another advice. If you're going to go for anything, if you're going for your master's, just know they're going to look at your body of work. They're going to look for your progression on the single thing you're doing. And you're going to get looked over if it's something that, if they notice it's a progression instead of something that you're if it's not something you're learning, you're perfecting your technique, as I'm trying to say. Um, so it's pretty much just work on your technique and don't focus on the progression. So on the fact of techniques, um, what is something that you're particularly good at, but you're lacking at something else? So like some are like, I'm not good at oil painting. That's something I, and oil painting and watercolors, but that's, that's something I would like to learn. What is something that you lack at one at one skill set but you're good at another um what i really lack at what i believe i really lack at um you know i think the progression no well, not progression but the mastery of each medium in art is is really important um but what i lack in is is watercolor you know um watercolor is hard for me you know um, because there's a lot of factors that affect um watercolor you know it's it's kind of more working with the water and the paint rather than you kind of like being able to control it um, that's kind of what you have to master um, so that's w one of the mediums that I'm have like I have some trouble with um, but what I would say that I like in my art experience is creating abstract art you know um, I create a lot of you know um, I try or at least I tried to create like photorealistic um, paintings and stuff but when it comes to creating something abstract it's hard for me to get that idea around creating something more creating an idea rather than creating something representative so that's kind of the area I lack in abstract art it's, it's what I I feel like I lack in the most have you tried um, look at like abstract artists not to replicate but to get a sense of where like, where like where you can like still get a, a good idea where to go yeah um 
recently um, in my painting class, you know, our next upcoming project is to create an abstract piece, you know, and, you know, going into it when she was, when Ruby Osorio, the, our painting professor, was explaining what the project was going to be, I was kind of scared, you know, because I haven't really made abstract art and I don't know how to create abstract art. So finding a source and creating it into an abstract piece is what's kind of difficult for me. Um, but I know what I like to create, so that kind of helps me. Um, and what I, an artist um, that, um, you know, artists that I really look up to um, in the abstract field is um, Maretu. Um, you know, she has these vast paintings um, that focus on line, you know, and they create perspective using a lot of line work, you know. And I love lines, right. you know, lines. It's 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 such a simple design element, but you can expand on it. Like, who knows, yeah. you know, like you can create so many things with lines. So I feel like knowing what you want, what you like, and knowing what you want to do kind of helps. Um, just for me, the problem is kind of creating something representative into something abstract you know and then finding a good composition you know for my like representative paintings or photorealistic paintings I, I, I like the compositions I come up with you know I, I enjoy the compositions I paint I know for myself Mark Steven Greenfeld who I got to meet um, I would say my first semester here in the fall, fall of 2018 I was about to say 17 um, Devin, um, got, I got to meet him, and he had this space, um, the space piece, and it was an abstract piece. And he, and he, the first thing he said was, "What do you think about a space is?" And I was like, "Our space is ever changing." He's like, "That is abstract. This is ever changing. It's never the same thing." He said, "If color is what you're focusing on," he said, "Focus on the colors. Everything brush on um, brush strokes, or if you're using different um, mediums." He said that is gonna change it. He said nebulas, galaxies, that change that comes from your mind. So he's like, abstract is what you're to him and and now to me, it's whatever we're thinking of. And it's can be non-representational and representational. Right. So it's up to the viewer looking at it to be like, what is he or she representing out of this piece? Or um, if it's just the color, if it's popping. It could be just that, and they're just not focusing on the representation of the piece. Um, to me, that's what uh, I feel what abstract is, and that's what um, I know my pieces are, as I'm going forward, is color theory abstract. Is I'm just focusing more on color and just shaping the patterns of everything I'm doing to, co to correlate the colors, as opposed to just, like, I'm going to do this pattern, and then people just think what I'm going to do. And to me, that makes no sense. And people just gonna be like, "Oh, you trying to achieve this?" I'm like, "Damn, they know what I'm doing." I rather have somebody think and like, "What is he trying to do?" But I love the colors. Yeah, I, I feel like abstract artwork to me. What I also kind of find difficult is how do I, how am I able to represent what I want to represent in an abstract piece, and have people see, or have people, you know see what I want to represent yeah. you know instead of kind of turning it around and like thinking something differently but at the same time I feel like 
why not let them think something differently you know uh, maybe what I want to create doesn't have to be specific to what I feel or what I want to portray you know yeah. people can have their own idea when they yeah. look at different art pieces so I mean I'm kind of like on un undecisive of like do I want to create abstract work that represents a specific idea and have people know what it is or do I want to just do my own thing and then have people interpret it the way they want to interpret it okay. so for the final question so for the going forward this question is by James Lipton who got it from a famous um, interviewer a French interviewer um, so we're gonna change it around since we're students and we had a professional on the last episode other than the major you currently am now, what other major would you like to attempt than the one that you're in right now? Um, and why? Under, like a major out of art, the art field? Out or of like the art field. Out of the art field? It can still stick within the art field, like photography, digital media, or something. Yeah. But specifically not dealing with painting. Okay. Um. Well, I, re I really, right now I'm taking a photography class and I, I really enjoy photography. You know, uh, I've used photos as my sources for paintings for a while now, you know, and it's like everything around me, I just take pictures of, you know, it's that snapshot you take a moment in your life and, you know, just influences you in any way possible. So I feel like photography is a really big one for me, um, but outside of the art field, I actually really enjoy physics. Okay. Um, you know, in high school, you know, I took physics and, you know, an introductory to, like, calculus and how they go hand in hand. You know, physics is basically kind of like calculus. More, and, and because I'm a, I came in with the studio art uh, major, I didn't have to take, I took a physics class, but I felt it was easier than a high school physics class. Um, it, you know, had to do more with, like, um, electricity and amps and watts and stuff. So, but I, I definitely found an interest more in the science field and how physics and affects the world around us um, but you know if sticking within the art field I think photography is definitely one like a really big influence on me and w w how I'm able to portray that into my art as well okay and that that is very interesting because you're the second person to talk about science if they were going to science because um, Stag wanted to go, would like have wanted like to go into science as well, and I have a friend who is actually going for her doctorate right now. She's a good artist, and I keep on telling her like you should have went into art. So that is very interesting to know. Like there is artists that's into science because I'm not into science. I'm into science fiction, but I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into science at all. So that that is very interesting. Um, so. Thank you for coming on this episode. Man. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. All right. So um, tune in for the next episode of Off the Wall Podcast. Um, this, we're not monetized, so bands do not come after me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, and peace.